Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast having a little fun in the Genesis system from Fantasy Flight Games. Today we are playing in a custom steampunk setting from the Genesis Core Book. And this is part one of our crazy adventures. And I'm Ben, the GM for today. Hi, I am Leslie, formerly known as Kith. Tonight I will be entertaining you with the uh, marvelous investigator, Ebelide Petty O'Brien. She's very good at what she does. Are you going to speak that way? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> she gets a cold in her nose whenever she travels, because she doesn't like to travel, so... Okay, Matt, you go. Now you just do do that, but better. Oh. Hi, and I'm the brother Matt. I'm a guest star, and I play Percival Q. Stalwart. I am a human aristocrat scoundrel, but actually, I am a mystical man of magic whose knowledge pierces beyond the veil of your understandings. You'll see. I don't believe in magic. <laughs> uh, I kind of just want to sit back and watch this go <laughs> this unfold now. Uh, hi there, I'm Christine, and uh, today I am playing Gabrielle Graves. Uh, I'm a Virginia aristocrat who has been following her granduncle's footsteps and exploring the world. Hey, it's me. You thought maybe for a second there that they were going to swap me out for the other one, but they didn't. We actually swapped Brent out for the other one. But anyway. Take that, Brent. Yeah, Brent. <laughs> now what? What are you going to do about it? Um, <laughs> so I'm Chris. I am playing Crumpet. That's my name on account. Of that's what I was stealing from Mr. Percy when he caught me. I'm nine years old and I'm an average street urchin. A tradesperson, I like to call myself a tinkersmith. That's quite enough, Crumpet. Move along. Oh, right. Sorry, Mr. Percy. We come to our story as the airship Bonaventure leaves the boiling sea behind. The hot clouds have dissipated as the ship's large propellers twist behind it. The shields covering portals slowly shift away and the heat starts to leave the passenger decks. On her maiden voyage, the fast ship has already cleared the sea in record time, one that officials can't quite believe. Captain Rhubarb comes over the paging speakers. I'm quite proud to announce that we've beaten the last record to cross the boiling sea by half a day. We should be making it, Deckland, in just over 40 hours. From now, if this tailwind does keep up. It is an honor to be in command of this ship on this cruise, and we shall hold a celebratory feast tonight. That is all. Um, as the portal covers drop away with loud clangs, the bulbous glass windows clear for everyone to look out and see the slowly rolling sea and the islands off in the distance with flags fluttering upon tall towers and an Imperial refueling station pass by on the port side as the fast ship flies under its own steam. Mr. Percy! Mr. Percy! Did you hear that? There's gonna be a feast! Do you think they're gonna have Yorkshire pudding? I really want Yorkshire pudding. Trumpet, I don't know what they're gonna have. But here's a thought. Why don't you go ahead and find out where they are keeping the food and see if we can't get a... an advanced screening, as it were. What? Go find it so we can break in oh. and steal the food. Oh, right. You want me to nick some of the Yorkshire pudding? I got it. All right. Yes. All right. And, and while you're out there, see if you can't find some tickets for us. This is not one trip I'd like to be thrown out of. <laughs> right. So Yorkshire pudding, number one. And then uh, tickets, number two. Um, make it a hard three. Two should be find me a good mark. <laughs> right. Pudding, mark, tickets. 
You know, if we make money on this, I can write this off as a business expense. Why do you always gotta talk about writing? You know I can't read. Oh, crumpet. One day that magic will be revealed to you as well. Okay, right, I gotta go. He's lying. <laughs> the passenger space is before you in two decks with a grand stairwell going between. You've got balconies on the top with passenger quarters on the outside. And towards the front on the bottom, you've got all these sort of windows that you can lean out in and actually look right down or off to the sides. Like, you can actually take a seat in. As you're looking around, it's relatively packed, but if, like, any sort of travel before has... This is a smaller ship, it seems. Like, this is apparently a fast one, if the captain's to be believed, but it's also, like, there's maybe... 150, 200 people for passengers on board that are milling about on the passenger deck. Now, how new of a ship is the Bonaventure? It just put to air uh, for this cruise. Ooh. So, um, as the camera pans over this beautiful airship, uh, you see it follows down through to Crumpet, who, as I mentioned, is nine years old and is remarkably unremarkable. Um, Crumpet is wearing a little hat, like a little cap, some shiny shoes, a, a, a tailored coat, but looks not like it matches the breeches. Um, basically, it's a mismatched outfit of fine clothing that has been nicked over periods of time, just enough to pass inspection on a casual glance, but a keener eye would notice the sort of um, nonsensical hodgepodgery of the whole thing. And Crumpet is weaving in and out um, doing what urchins do best, which is to kind of playfully knock into people and and uh, just kind of feel out how are people going to react to this lovable scamp. I'm looking for the one that's going to be the most uh, receptive. Okay. Now, everyone's relatively distracted with this, so I'm kind of thinking that that would sort of be a average with a boost uh, streetwise type check. Ooh, actually, pretty good streetwise first roll of the game. Um, so... Or Skull Duggery, take your pick. I have a question that goes oh, like this. Um, to my fellow players, should I be super mean at this exact moment or yes. not? Yes. I'd like to Always at least yes. in- introduce my character before you're mean to me. Okay, yes. Um, be mean. <laughs> I just want to I'm going to utilize um, the average human's secret ability <laughs> to yes. transform the single, the single dark destiny point that the GM has yeah, into the life. The point is now yours. No one use any for the for rest no, of this. There is no reason to do this. You are a monster. I just I saw that talent when I was building the tree. I'm like, I'm never gonna remember to use this, so I'm just gonna use it now. That way, I felt like. What is that ability used. called? <laughs> the first thing. It's it's just part of the the race or the archetype. They give it a name. I forget it. Yeah. Though. Okay. Yeah. Ready, for, ready anything. for anything. Be mean to you. Could just, <laughs> as an as an incidental. Okay, you can be mean to Ben. Out just of let turn, me be a character. Just... <laughs> I knew exactly that. That's what he was gonna do. <laughs> Okay. It's like you guys. Uh, I was kind of figuring that too. If either of you took it, <laughs> I thought about taking it, but then I figured that Chris would take it, so I didn't. <laughs> Are there other human abilities? Yeah, every yeah, archetype, archetype has an ability. 
because I have a forceful personality I can make use of. I don't oh, have the book. What's your I archetype, Leslie? Oh, I'm an average human. Too. Oh, you have the same power. Then. Okay, it's all it's like the the human has that. So power. whenever Ben gets a dark side point, you can take it from him. <laughs> Just <take laughs> it from him. <laughs> like the monsters we are, or well, like the urchin Chris's. Um, so Crumpet has rolled a yellow, two green, a blue, two purple, and has come up with a success, a threat, and a triumph. <laughs> Um, awesome. So for in order for this to work, uh, Crumpet has uh, accomplished objective number three, which is to nick somebody's tickets. Uh, and I want the threat to be that they're Leslie's. <laughs> so Crumpet crashes so right into <laughs> Emmeline O'Brien. And now you can introduce your character. See, see how nice I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's Emmeline O'Brien. Oh, oh, begging your pardon, ma'am. I didn't see you there. Of course. Of course. <coughs> oh, sorry. Uh, of course you did it. Um, c- can I help you? Are you just, are you looking for something? There's lots of sides. Um, do you need the bathroom? The bathroom's down that hall. Oh, brilliant. I was looking for the loo. Thanks. The loo. Oh, you must be, you must be British. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. And so Emmeline, who is five foot nothing, wearing an immense duster and a massive scarf and a fedora, has under her arm a, a huge file of just papers. Like, it's, it's contained. It doesn't go flying. But it's just very, you can tell that there's lots and lots of notes. And she is overall, she's very fastidious looking, but she also looks very out of her element probably in the air more than anything else she's got copper hair that that's you know kind of in a braid that's just kind of flapping out behind and she's looking around rapidly trying to find a place where she can sit in a corner and blow her nose and can i roll to see if i noticed what he did yeah what would be skullduggery or uh skullduggery i i do like skullduggery for it um perception also or vigilance both work I'll take perception. There was some sort of mention of you being an investigator. <laughs> I know, right? What is my difficult going to be? Difficult difficulty. Okay, I'm actually going to go with one red, one purple, and one boost. One boost? I'll take the boost. Because the guy did run smack into you. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that training I took was... I am... Okay, Emmeline does not... Uh, Emmeline, dadgummit, you've got me doing it. Emmeline does not like traveling. She's not happy where she is. She's she's just on her way home from investigating um, the loss of some family heirlooms that um, was perpetrated against some some wealthy aristocrats that have connections overseas. So she's preoccupied, but I would like the advantages that she she remembers the scamp clearly in the future <laughs> down to his mismatched finery he'll go into them <laughs> <laughs> one other advantage is she spots a, a bench along the wall where she can sit all right i'm going with it's one of these observation benches so it's like a bench that's if you turn around in it you can almost forget that you're in an airship as it 
goes forward over the remnants of the sea. Yeah, she's not going to do that. She's she's going <laughs> to face the people. Uh, well, some people of us watching. are enjoying the view of the islands and the ocean below. <laughs> As Emmeline scans the crowd, she takes note of someone enjoying the view. Uh, and that person is Gabrielle Graves, uh, who is about the same height as uh, Emmeline. Um, so about like the five foot nothing, five one, except for uh, where you've got the whole duster and all that, you know, that stuff going on. She's actually dressed in what would pass for like finery of the age, you know, one of those nice sort of poofy dresses uh, with all the all the nice layers and all that sort of thing. Um, unlike Crumpet, who's all mismatched, she she matches, she fits in well with kind of the upper echelons of uh, of society. And she is over at, you mentioned there was like glass where it's almost like a glass floor where you can look straight down. She is right there, like at the edge, peering down with the biggest grin on her face. She is just soaking this in and loving just the journey aspect of it. As you do, there's this uh, somewhat shortened squat person in a very fine tuxedo looking like it was purchased maybe two days ago after the fitting. And he's standing, like, there's this metal border around the glass, and he is standing with his heels on that metal border. It looks like he doesn't quite trust the glass. That's somewhat quite of a view. It's beautiful. I've never been over top of the Boylan Sea before, have you? I've traveled in some of the bigger ships, but never to the point of being able to see this. Just done a little bit of traveling myself so far, but I'm hoping to see uh, a lot more. I'm I'm Miss Graves. I'm Andrew Sarkin. How are you finding this ship so far? It's impressive. Uh, I'm loving the way that the it's set up with the two decks right here. Just the the balconies and all the views. This is really a perfect ship for sightseeing. Oh yes, yes. The designers spared no expense with this. The views, the way that the engines and the steam plants go, it is. The finest of its kind anywhere, either in the Empire or here in the colonies. Sounds like you're pretty familiar with her. I should be. I paid for it. Ah. At which point he just sort of tugs on the lapels of his jacket, sort of straightening him a bit and standing a bit firmer. That's a beautiful ship you helped helped make, Mr. Sarkin. I'll go ahead and do like a little curtsy towards him, acknowledging his position here. He'll smile. He's got these giant lamb chop sideburns, and he smiles, nods his head, and then turns a bit, starting to look around, seeing if he can find other people that he knows. The camera catches over to Crumpet, who is now um, peeking carefully around a little table, uh, having just watched the interaction between Sarkin and Graves. Uh, Crumpet zips back down over to where Mr. Percy is, Flourishes the ticket. Got a ticket problem solved, Mr. Percy? Did you know? All right, let's see them. Uh, he- here, here it is. The ticket. Um, Crumpet. Yes, Mr. Percy. You're good at your coggy wheelie things, right? Oh, right, I am. I am the world's uh, first and only Tinker Smith. Right, right, right. Quite right. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but that involves a lot of maths, does it not? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes I have to take off my shoes, but I get it done. Right, right. Very good. And how many people would you say are here between you and me? Uh, two. Right. 
And the quantity of tickets you obtained? Uh, well, I just thought maybe you could do one of your tricks. And then we'd just have two instead of just one. <laughs> Crumpet. And I pick up Crumpet. By, like, I put both hands on his shoulders and lean in real close. Crumpet, if anyone knows what's going on, it's you. You know very well that there is no trickery involved here. All right, I forgot. <sighs> Sit down, boy. I, Percival the Unparalleled, would be more than happy to secure the other for us. Uh, 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 I thought there's there's two two possible marks for you. Um, there's a, a Mr. Sarkin who who owns the whole thing. Um, and then he he's this this the pudgy little penguin looking one over there, and then uh, there's the pretty one over there who's marveling at her own feet. <laughs> Uh, that's that's Miss Graves. No, Crumpet. If I was to ask you if there was one person on this entire vessel that did not need a ticket, who would you say it would be? Um. Well, you, because I gave. It you would a be ticket. the owner of the bloody <laughs> ship. <laughs> right, right then. Sorry. I'll pay better attention next time, Mister Percy. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Now, go find us those puddings. Right. I will go get another ticket. Right, pudding. Graves, you said, right? Yes, Graves. Ah, wonderful. And uh, finally, Percival stands up to his full height. Um, he is six foot four, and he is wearing a <laughs> he's wearing a three quarter length coat um, that is of a very dark blue, like a sort of you probably call it like a midnight blue, and it has a lot of gold trimmings on it, particularly on the cuffs and along like where the the button fastens are. Basically, if you were to take the difference between crumpet and graves that's probably what you would get <laughs> where he's almost passable until you pay attention to his what he's actually wearing um then you would see that some of it's kind of stitched together most notably one boot is a lot darker of a black than the other one <laughs> but again you have to be paying attention to that to notice it um and i will crowdsource this does he have a handlebar mustache or no Ah, uh, yeah I don't know handlebar. Does he have the little thin-lined mustache? Pencil? No, not a the, pencil. Be... The, the more important pressing question before I can answer the mustache is, does he have the stovepipe hat? Yes. Okay, then yes, he has a handlebar mustache. Beautiful. Okay, if someone that, asks, with, with, with asks you hat. if they have a handlebar mustache, the answer is yes. <laughs> no, no, Christine. If someone asks you if there's a, a handlebar mustache, okay. you say... Yes. The uh, when we were making these characters, uh, one question I asked Matt was, "How much does tuxedo mask does he look like?" <laughs> the, the answer was how Darian is he? The, the answer was seven. So obviously, the three points that were deducted are for the handlebar so, so, so mustache. He has tuxedo yeah. mask with a mustache. Does he wear the pointy white mask too? <laughs> but oh, but God. no mask and with a hat. <laughs> Those are the three points deducted. From the but again, mask. he does also wear gloves. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, does he? Does he always have a rose on hand? Please? Oh, of course, absolutely. Yes. Um, it, it's it's fake <laughs> because he can't afford oh. to get a new one all the time. That's fine. I just paint whatever we can find. <laughs> um, and I I walk up to uh, Miss Graves. It's not really boiling, you know. I know that. It's not really bubbling down there. She is looking down anyway, like pondering this for a moment. <laughs> do, do you know why it's called that? <laughs> oh, yes, it certainly does 
boil. But it's not for the reason that people seem to believe it does. It boils because deep down beneath the depth, there lie grim eels. And the grim eels royal boil through the sea. Which is why we take the airship. No one wants to deal with grim eels. Especially since you can't see them if you are lacking the third eye. <laughs> uh, this is going to just be probably a disaster. Um, I want to make a knowledge check to see if I've ever heard of anything like grim eels. <laughs> oh, or if do. I know of any more plausible explanation for why the sea would be called boiling. Can it be a, can it be a counter roll against my deception? That would be pretty rad. <laughs> that also works. You took a special like skill in BS. Pretty much. Yeah, I'll absolutely take that. The opposed role. Uh, my deception is two yellow and a green. Okay, so two red and a purple versus <laughs> Gabby's one green, one yellow. She's as average smarts. Let's do this. Oh, we had a complete wash. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so there's that moment where she uh, like frowns a little bit. like You can see the, the gears in her head working. And then she she looks up at you and smiles and, and asks, what does a grim eel look like? With the third eye. It's a bit difficult to describe it. You see, colors aren't quite the same in our world. I would say it's more of a... Do you know how the seashells shine in the sun? Yes. The way they glisten through all their opaline colors. It's like that, but backwards. Does that make sense? <laughs> and you can see her... She's... Trying to, she's half listening to you, but then she's also staring intently, like at your forehead, like she's actually expecting there to be a third eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. How culpable um, is she? Oh, I'm I'm sorry for my manners. I'm I'm Miss Graves. I am Percival Quincy Stalwart at your service. I kneel down and, or like I I bow over and take her hand to give it a kiss. Uh, she loves you. Insert kissing noise. Uh, what was it you said about a third eye? Ah, yes, the third eye. Or as I like to call it, the eye of the mystics. <laughs> it isn't a gift that is given to many. But I was both blessed and cursed with this. <laughs> she is hanging on your every word. <laughs> well, you see, I dabble in the arcane arts. And when I say dabble, I mean I dive in completely and make it my <laughs> and make it my submissive slave. So you know magic. I have a very formal acquaintance of magic. Well, Mr. Stolward, I would love to hear more about it. Um, would you like to find somewhere to sit, talk for a while? Yes, that'd be lovely. I put my hand like on her back, like we're to guide her walking. But I'm going to try to see if I can find. Um, like a ticket, like some sort of like pouch or bag or something to slip my hand into to steal. Uh, she would definitely have a ticket on her. Um, so I'm guessing that's going to be a skullduggery check. I sure hope so. Probably opposed by my perception. I like that. Is it better than your uh, intellect? No. Or vigilance. <laughs> Gabby is a very specific <laughs> skill set. Those skills have not come up yet. <laughs> so you're just going to be up against a red and a purple, Matt. Beautiful. Uh, that is three yellow versus a red and a purple. Uh, that is a fail. <laughs> wow. Okay, here's how I think I'm going to spend this. So so you start trying to like pat around looking for where she would store a ticket. And she she's yeah. mistakes what you're doing there. Uh, Mr. Stalwart. She like slaps your hand away and takes a step back. <laughs> uh, yes, madam. 
You should watch where your hand is, sir. I always know where my hand is. <laughs> that was improprietous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do say, as you can see, a fairly officious, uniformed person standing off a little bit to the side. Like, they had been also looking at this grand uh, glass floor, and yeah, they've got the... Like, this is an absolute dress uniform, sort of uh, crew cut, but goatee, and every every single bit of hair on their head is bleached white. They either went gray, or there is no pigmentation in their hair at all. When you say kind of uniform, is this uh, air staff, or is this military? It is most certainly a military uh, uniform, a imperial officer but doesn't look like part of the crew. You've seen the crew. They're sort of going around in this uh, beige and a uh, couple uh, black uniforms and the captain's in sort of a lighter gray. But this person is in immaculate white. So white that like it really shows off any of the medals that they have. Like it's, especially considering this is on a coal-fired ship, this is surprisingly white. Ah, uh, I say, my good man. Um, surely you know of the ill will that can befall someone wearing pure white uniforms while above the boiling sea? Have you purchased any wards of protection? Wards of protection? Now what kind of fool do you take me for? I beg your pardon? I've gone above the boiling sea many, many a times, and it has never affected my uniform's cleanliness. Ah, uh, yes, but you see, it's a one in a many times chance that it could happen. <laughs> Surely, it couldn't hurt to have additional protection. I reach into my coat and pull out. It's basically um, like a piece of like polished glass, <laughs> and it's some like some etching is crudely like carved into it. I found it in the alleyway. <laughs> now, crumpet. <laughs> uh, given the uh, the misplaced hand, and now this whole thing, Gabby starts to walk away. Can I just have been watching this entire charade? I would insist on it. <laughs> from from the approach to the handsy to the to the the lies the roiling seas of grim eels <laughs> and now the ward just sitting there making notes right a uh, quick question notes on handlebars. Um, what's the currency of this world are we using pounds gold credits pounds works or probably just go with sterlings because it seems weirder and it sounds cool <laughs> Yeah, so leverage one. Um, I'm sorry. It was like we we, we trade in Mark Shepard's. Sterling is the highest uh, denomination. Whose picture do you think are on the coins? Badger. Uh, yes. His Highness Shepard. Anyway, let's go with Shepard's. Because it doesn't actually come up anywhere in the lore that I've seen. In the, what, page and a half. You can see that in his hand he has a stopwatch. And in the other hand he's got a telescope, actually. Actually, it's a sextant that has a nice uh, protractor type thing underneath. What what wards? I've never heard of wards, and I've traveled this so so many times. I would sort of think that merchants of your variety would have uh, tried to ply their trade here many a times before. Oh, I am no merchant, good sir. Oh, you are not? No, I am Percival Q. Stalwart. I you're posing right <laughs> with his yes, rose of course. Rose. Yeah, yeah yeah he's sniffing oh, the rose 
absolute posing roses out definitely um (laughs) and i am a traveler of the arcane paths those roads which you have crossed many times i have gone beyond the veil and down into the depths beyond what our eyes can see you haven't pointed your sextant downwards have you now why would i point my sextant downward i'm concerned about how fast this ship is oh so there's still chance you haven't made eye contact with the grim eels please i insist for five shepherds please take this i'm sorry i emmeline can't handle this anymore she's gonna put her notebook back in her inside pocket and stick her pen in her hair and gather up her armful of things. She's going to walk over, look Percival straight in the eye, reach over with one hand, and point the sextant downward. Well, it's fine if you point it downward. Just don't do any measurements in that direction. <laughs> who who are you? I could say the same to you, madam. Well, you However, could, but I wouldn't answer because I'm not walking around lying to people. I have not lied. How dare you, madam? I am Percival Q. Stalwart. I'm sure you are. It's Master sub-life. of the arcane arts. Master of the arcane lies. Like has you hold on to those pages of most likely frivolous scribblings. Yes. I hold on to tomes of depths of incomprehensible knowledge that protects us from the void beyond the pale. Uh-huh. So when I say don't do measurements downward towards the boiling sea with a sextant, I mean it. Would you like to share your references? Do you have a list of citations? A crumpet appears uh, at Percival's <laughs> side with a little square of paper. Uh, begging your parting, sir. A telegram for you. Must be read and responded to right away. If you would come with me, please, to the, to the Morse code transmission room. Of course. Wait here. This isn't over. I'm sure it is. Bye. And now I have connected the two of you. But you still don't realize you don't have a ticket. <laughs> nope. No clue. I'm sure her ticket was like half hanging out of her pocket anyway. It was just asking to be stolen. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. It is a fine thing that you've done to get me away from that charlatan. I, I do apologize for being pushy, but I, I felt the need to make a point. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. She rifles around and pulls out a handkerchief and kind of dabs at her nose. I have an elixir for that. Don't <laughs> sneeze again. He is just sort of stuffing his back into his pocket since you were able to get to your handkerchief before he could pull his. I am Commodore Homoyoli at your service. And he does the sort of hand roll thing and does a bit of a bow to you. She'll awkwardly return the bow. Um... And kind of shove her, her as as she she bows, her hat kind of falls. She will kind of shove that back up, and and um, straighten up to her full, not that much height. Uh, I I am Emmeline O'Brien. I am an inv- <coughs> excuse me, an investigator. I I don't travel well. I I always seem to get it might be allergies. I don't know, but it's nice to meet you. And it is um, wonderful to have met you, Emmeline. At which point he'll uh, step up to one of the bubbles and take a few sightings for different islands. If if you don't mind me asking, um, are you part of the crew? Because your 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 uniform doesn't match. I am part of the Imperial Services, much like most of this crew. But 
I am here evaluating the ship Bonaventure on account of His Majesty is concerned about purchasing more. If this one works, then there shall be many more. But there are many, many tricks that engineers and captains and charlatans have for ships such as this. And in some cases, they only ever make the trip once. Oh, uh, I see. An appraisal of sorts. Ah, most certain. Okay, well, good luck with your measurements. Um, I'm going to see if I could find the other young lady he was speaking to, because she should probably make sure she has all of her, her stuff. So, um, <laughs> you have a great day. Uh, I'll see you around at the feast, baby. Oh, I look forward to it. She bows herself out and goes looking for graves. Uh, I don't think she's gone too far. She she didn't go back to the view. Um, she would go and find a seat of her own at this point. Where she wanted to get some distance from Stalwart. Uh, she's just a, a bit peeved off at him. Uh, she hasn't made the connection that he's a con artist yet. <laughs> uh, just in her mind, a, uh, a pervert uh, who might be a little bit rude. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she's just seated off in a corner of her own right now and she's actually pulled out a very like battered and worn looking journal that looks like it's had this bunch of pages stuffed into it and things like that like the a sort of book that looks far older than, than she is and she's just kind of looking through it and she's obviously a bit ticked off just from the expression on her face quick question is this, this is actually for Ben real quick, sorry. Is this going to be like a Pullman car where there's bunks to sleep in, but not proper rooms? Or are there actual rooms for everybody? Oh, there are actual rooms for everyone. Okay, because you're, you're talking about it being a little smaller, so I wasn't sure like where we were headed. The standard room has two bunk beds in it so that four people can sleep. Okay. But And there are state rooms, but it's... I don't have one. We're going to try to get one, though. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> they do have a semi-private uh, accommodations for everyone there. Like They can sleep about 250. Okay. The only people that are really in hammocks anywhere are the uh, engine crew and the colliers. And Crumpet. Oh, Crumpet gets a hammock posh if he can steal one that's the rules <laughs> you get it if you can but first he it. needs to get well some yeah pudding. that's that's task one if he, if he doesn't complete the task he doesn't get to go try to get a, his own hammock <laughs> no task no pudding so is emmeline walking over to gabby she is she's she's gonna do that thing where you kind of work your way slowly into the periphery until, you know, the people see you so that she doesn't give you a heart attack. Okay, and she'll slowly look up and then close the book she was looking at. Hello? Hi. Um, I, I saw what happened back there and... Okay, hold on a sec. I think I gotta... No, I'm good. Sorry. I thought I was gonna cease. Um, I saw what happened back there and I think you should take stock of your, your, uh, your private belongings because... Handlebar was up to something. You mean Mr. Stalwart? I mean, he he was up to something, but it was... I I have some experience in, in the field of, of miscreants. I just feel that you should make sure you have all your belongings. Uh, I know that I have all mine. So just <laughs> double check. I, I just wanted to, to make sure you were all right. You think he was trying to steal from me? I do. Believe it or not, I'm actually... Um, I'm American, 
and I came overseas because there were some thefts, and I was investigating. I'm, I'm an investigator. That's what I do. An investigator. She she nods, and the, and that the hat kind of bounces on that her head. That would explain slightly. the hat. An investigator <laughs> for who? Oh, shh. I'm I'm a private investigator. I can't tell you by from oh. from who. I inherited the, the the business from my grandfather. Well, actually, my father, but my grandfather started it. And you're hunting Mr. Stalwart? No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think he's probably just a low-level petty criminal. I can't imagine he gets up to much. <laughs> the gall. <laughs> <laughs> Livid. I mean, he is a magician, and he knows, uh, seems to know an awful lot about the world, the grim eels and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Emmeline just kind of smiles and shakes her head. Uh, well, I'm I'm Emmeline O'Brien. It was lovely to meet you, and maybe I'll see you around. I'm sorry to interrupt your your. No, it's 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 quite your reading. Right. Are you okay? You sound like you really need to blow your nose. I I'm fine. I'm fine. I just I, I, excuse me. And she kind of shuffles away, embarrassed. Um, Gabby will take a moment to just check herself over and make sure she's got everything, you know, her, her ticket and her other belongings. Yep. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Everything seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you roll for, for incensed being incensed at someone insulting you from a different room? <laughs> oh no. I, I failed the, um, discipline check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. As this has been going on, time has sort of slowly been uh, going from, say, early afternoon, say, one-ish to now. It's become about five, six o'clock. People have been milling about for a while, and some of the back half of the common area, lower level, has been taken over by ship's crew as they're getting tables out and starting to arrange uh, seating, getting out tablecloths, setting places, as they're preparing for what looks to be a fairly big feast. Like, you can see the several doors in the back where people just keep on disappearing into. The tables were collapsed into the wall or surprisingly well manufactured, so that they're folding, but they don't really look at when they're finally in place. It's at this point where, like, the light's starting to fade. It's sort of the twilight look with the twinge of orange in the sky. The sunset blue overseas. is starting. Yeah. I'm sure it's glorious. You can see in this very light gray with a very severe captain's hat on. Like, it's got that sort of double bill, like the normal hat type thing and then also the peak at the front that just sort of goes up it almost looks like a spear point it's that sharp even though it's cloth he's casually going around from table to table looking over how his crew is scurrying about most of the passengers have gone back to their quarters or are sitting up in the uh, glass bubbles I'm kind of thinking at this point that Crumpet would have a much better of a chance to get some food. Is there pudding? I can hear the hands. I I can too. (laughs) Don't even have to find a sound effect. Crumpet has been biding time. (laughs) Patience is is the victor. 
for the starving urchin. Uh, so we ate eight hours ago. How is he this hungry? <laughs> I'm going to use one of my talents called unremarkable. Which, <laughs> I figured um, it took that. <laughs> That's a good one. Adds yep, one it is, it is. one failure to checks to find to be found in a crowd because I'm so forgettable because I'm poor. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess I don't know what you'd call that. Probably stealth. So Crumpet is going to stealth across this area to get to the kitchen. Alrighty. It's gonna kind of fold yourself into the lines of. Of people going in and out. Well, we'll see how the we'll see how the roll goes. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna flip the automatic failure to you getting an automatic success, just because this is going to be an opposed roll, and you are going to be going up against. Uh, base difficulty on that is one purple and two red. Okie dokie. So I'm gonna be nice. I'm going to flip one of these steam points. The plan. Out of the smog. So I've got two yellow, one green, a two red, and a bonus success for being unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I'm glad I have one because I rolled three advantages, but I get a bonus success, so a success with three advantages. So close. You find someone standing just outside the galley and has a clipboard in hand, scribbling down, looking into the galley, looking at all the people racing back and forth. Oh, yes. And we have the potatoes and the... And the... Oh, yes, and the salads. Oh, yes, and even the the anchovies to go with them. And yes. And then you just see two dirty hands reaching over the countertop <laughs> and swipe. Mm-hmm. My advantages are as follows. One, there is indeed Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> yes. Two, there's enough for both of us. Three, I also got the gravy. Ooh. All right, you do have a dish full of gravy. Yes. Can't have Yorkshire pudding without a proper gravy. Uh, Actually, I'm going with you've got all this on a tray, so you aren't having to, like, juggle the Yorkshire pudding or the uh, gravy. (laughs) So I return to Mr. Percy. A little supper for you, Mr. Percy. For us, Crumpet, for us. You know, when I eat, you eat. That's how the rules are. Oh, you're so kind, Mr. Percy. Chomp, 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 chomp. Slurp, 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 chomp, slurp, slurp. Oh, you even got the gravy this time. Added marks, Crumpet. Added marks. Oh, thank you, Mr. Percy. I just saw it look so good. T- stealing the tray was an added bonus. Do you feel that this is silver? King, king. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I reckon it's silver, sir. Hmm. To sell or to use? You know I leave the financials up to you, Crumpet. Right, sir. Um, speaking of that, Mr. Percy, um, I've only managed to nick a few d- dollary dues. I don't remember what we call the money here. The um, shepherds. Shepherds? <laughs> right, shepherds. Uh, I only got uh, about 12, 12 sheepies, and um, I got this watch, which I thought was gold, but I think it's just brass. Can I have it for parts? Of course you can, Crumpet. Good, because I already disassembled it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so disappointed. Like he, maybe he hasn't figured it. out how to put it back together. <laughs> I just want work working on my self-control issues. I'm sorry. Look, you and I both know the parts are more important than a watch. 
I mean, even if we had a fully functioning golden watch that we could sell for several, several shepherds, it's not worth as much as your education. You know, I have a firm standing on that. Unless it involves so reading. kind to me, Mr. Percy. <laughs> now, let me show you how it's done. Um, I'd like to go make a... I, can I do a roll to make like a quick sweep of the room and see if I can pickpocket more dollary dues than him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is most definitely yeah. That's definitely a um uh, skullduggery check. Um, for that it is going to be going up against two red and one purple for wow, a check. Do you have a story point, passengers? I do. But failing is so much fun for me. <laughs> you, you have at least let's one see. attentive passenger. But let's see what, what happens. I've got three yellow still for Skull. So three yellow versus a purple and two red. Uh, that is double triumphs <laughs> and, and double threats. And no success. No success. So I don't get any dollar dues. Or at least you didn't get more than Crumpet. Yeah. I'm going with you get exactly the same as Crumpet, but... Okay, so what are the triumphs? Can, can I can I do one triumph? What's yours? Okay. Hello, my name is Jin Kotodama. I am a very, very careless businessman. I have a whole trunk of money in my room, and I bet none of you could steal it because I have a very dangerous python on top of it. Ha 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 ha. It's an opportunity. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and... I'll take oh it. God, um, and the other one stick. is that uh, what I thought was a dollar redo ended up being another ticket. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that? Okay, that I like. Huh, Mr. Percy, you didn't, you didn't. You only got $12 redos too. I swore I had 13 well, This Come was again. a ticket. Ha, huh, stupid. I'm going to uh, throw this away. <laughs> Wait, no, come here. You're the stupid. <laughs> All right, sorry. Think I about what you need... could sell that ticket for. <laughs> right, we could find some fool who doesn't have a ticket, and we could sell it to him for like triple. Wait, you fool! You're the person that doesn't have a ticket. <laughs> oh, how much do I have to pay for it? Twelve shepherds. Oh, every time. <laughs> so Here you go. Now, who has the most shepherds? Crumpet. You do, Mr. Percy. I thought he. By the way, the keep money. an eye on that businessman over there. I have a good feeling about him. <laughs> all, right, all right, then. Okay, I have a question. Whereabouts in the ship are you to having your illicit meal? <laughs> well, we don't have a ticket, so we probably also don't have a room. Um, <laughs> we can get a room. We're in a closet somewhere. <laughs> so wherever... No, it should be our room. I'm sorry, I independently <laughs> decided that Christine and I are sharing a room in the first place. <laughs> And this is so white Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we I picked the lock to that room like forever ago. <laughs> we just We're just in there locks. eating at the <laughs> We're gonna get back to our room and be like, why does our room smell like food? Oh, I really want some Yorkshire pudding. I'm I'm not quite sure why. This room is far <laughs> too cold. <laughs> we'll we'll try the next room. <laughs> I'm sort of figuring that it's at this point where you see this person he's in coveralls he's walking around it looks like he's got rubber boots on and the coveralls are tucked into it and the coveralls themselves they actually look to be fairly thick and kind of uh, very fibrous like you would actually think that they're asbestos lined or asbestos covered Ooh, that sounds healthy 
<laughs> Especially with the rubber boots. And, like, this guy is just completely sooted up. As he's trekking forward, he's got this... I'm going with, like, a three-foot-long pipe wrench over his shoulder as he's trudging forward as you guys duck into a bunk room, just sort of grumbling to himself. Oh, that turbine's not going to hold. Foreshadowing. It'll hold until the end, and then once we land, then it'll die. As he goes past and then up the stairs into the fore where the actual bridge is that's uh, out of bounds for everyone... Do you know how in Family Circus they've got those little trails that can go around everywhere? You actually see perfect footprints <laughs> following him of coal dust. On the nice white tiled floors. On the night of the feast. Actually, no, it's probably a fine <laughs> light hardwood. And there in behind is this kid that looks maybe two, three years older than Crumpet with a actual cloth mop following in behind <laughs> like in like with one of those beanie hats sort of off to the side just muttering to himself as he's following along ready chief silly chief guest and yeah just following in behind leaving a clean path i don't think they have anything to steal sir no crumpet everyone has something to steal sometimes oh, it's right. information Oh, they're talking about Turbine. Can I go see it? We can go see it, Crumpet. Oh. You know I don't like you wandering off too much by yourself. But you get bored with the mechanicals, and then you tell me we have to leave, and then I can't I can't learn anything. <sighs> but you... fine. But I hope you learn something <laughs> useful. I need some new illusions. Right, I've got a new one cooking up right now, but if he's talking about a Turbine, maybe we could do something with wind. That would be cool. Maybe you could fly. A flying magician. Crumpet, remember, only when you're ready for it to be performed. The pneumatic Percival. Yeah, Did you just slap Perci that child? No, I clapped. Okay. No, for the record, Percival's fear is losing Crumpet. Aww. He is super attached to Crumpet, and I mean, like he even said, like, if I eat, you eat. Like, that's how this works. You're just emotionally broken, so you can't show it. Well, yes. Oh, everybody boy, loves the, Handlebar. The, the boy needs a strong figure to look up to. Well, he has a figure to look up to. Yes. He's got lots of up to look, so. Percival thinks he is still a very good role model. I'm sure Percival does. He's just trying to provide for the child. And himself. Uh, Crumpet follows these trudging chaps. Oh, gosh. Do I talk to the boy? Yeah, you do. Hey, hey, hey there. Hey, well, who are you? Oh, um, I'm a new, new cabin kid, you know, new person <laughs> on the, on the ship. Uh, they told me to follow you around to to learn the ropes. Oh, that that's wonderful. I never had another cabin boy. Yeah, well, now you do. Um, <laughs> my name's Crumpet. What's yours? Brom boy. Br Brom boy. Yes. Oh, that's a that's a great name. Did you get it from trying to steal something too? How how did you know? <laughs> you know, that's how they're all names. names. <laughs> that's how we all get our names, isn't it? That's how we all get our names. It, 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 listen, it does seem like that. Yes, I'm really, I'm really into the mechanical things. So I'm really hoping we could, I could find out about the turbine. The big game, the dull person. He said I had to follow around this guest and like sweep up after him, like 
You saw that the man seems to just bathe in coal. I, I don't understand how anyone could be that attract coal that much. It's like a pigsty or a pig pen. Har har har. Oh, I know. It's it's like he fell right into an inversion differentiator, isn't it? Like like some kind of spiral jangum went through the pylon express and then, you know, all the galvanized hosing fell apart. Um, these are all words I made up. Uh, um, they are also words that Crumpet has made up. These mean nothing to nobody except himself. But he sounds smart <laughs> when he says them if you don't know anything about machines. No, but it means something to him. He just made it up himself because he doesn't know the real things. Yeah. And this kid is just sort of nodding his head going like... Oh, yes, yes. It seems like he's just going around f- between turbine to turbine. Yes, all the, all the time. Well, what, what's he doing with the turbines? Why didn't he just fix it the first time correctly and then he doesn't got to go back again? Oh, oh, I know. Job security, eh? He keeps on complaining that we're going too fast, that the turbines are going to shake themselves apart. Uh, oh, oh. Well, why don't we go slower then? If we go slower than Penguin there, he says that we're not going to have any jobs after. Oh, we need jobs. That's how we eat things. Exactly. And as this discussion's going, like, now you guys are just outside of the bridge. You can hear some loud grumblings going on inside. Uh, I I do my kid thing, and I lean against the the wall, and I listen. (laughs) What do you mean that the engines are going to fall apart? We can't rest them. They just need to last another 24 hours. If they keep going this speed, we should even be able to get to Declan in 20. The one might be able to last, but the poor turbine's going to shake itself apart by the end of the night at the latest. If we keep going at this speed, it's going to completely destroy itself. And we won't be able to even repair it. And I know... If that goes, it is not going to be going and seizing. It is going to shake itself to pieces, possibly taking the entire envelope above us. Okay, um, listen, uh, brown boy, uh, I got to go. Uh, I'll see you later. Um, because you see, I forgot my uniform. I'm, I'm wearing these clothes, these finery clothes, um, that me mum left to me when I die, uh, when she died. Um... And I don't mind to get them all dirty if we're going to be going around cleaning up coal dust. So I'll be right back. I'll see you later. All right. All right. Yes. Most certainly. Uh, okay. Bye then. And Crumpet runs back to Mr. Percy. Mr. Percy, Mr. Percy, Mr. Percy. Ah, uh, now who gets bored of turbines quickly? <laughs> Mr. Percy, <laughs> not Percival. The turbines, they're going to go. Yes, yes, I know. The turbines. The turbines, the turbines. That's you're all not we listening, talk about. Mr. Percy. I need to go, go see the, the turbines, but they're talking get about too the fact We're going, pushing too fast on the coal uh, operator, and then the, the the exhaust fumes are going to uh, shake the thing, whole thing apart, and then we're going to be there in 20 hours, going to be 24 hours, and then um, you see I call myself the cabin kid, and he's going to be the cabin boy. I'm not even sure why they call me the cabin boy. Why would they call me that? doesn't make any sense. I was wearing, wasn't even wearing the proper uniform, but I, mean, it, I said cabin kid specifically, and then uh, I... We're going to die! Crumpet? Yes, Mr. Percy? Do we ever believe the words of others? No, no, Mr. Percy, we don't. Sometimes we should. (laughs) Yes, if it's me. Right, right. (laughs) Well, however, are you a better engineer than that whoever you said? The coal guy. You want me to fix the turbines? Well, can we at least just look at them and see if they're as bad as... An uneducated broom boy thinks. Oh, um, I guess. 
I'd like to work on a turbine. That'd be nice. Quite right. Shall we? And much calmer, Crumpet nods and starts <laughs> heading back the other way. And we skulk out of someone else's room <laughs> and into the hallway. Someone was in our room again. <laughs> <laughs> I swore I locked the door. Now. And it's like every time things move, but like nothing's missing. <laughs> you can tell like someone was sitting on the bed, not like sleeping, but like just sitting on it. <laughs> we, we should totally be in, in a really awkward room. Like, we're in one of the few rooms that only has two bunks because it's up at the end of the hall, squished against, like, storage <laughs> facilities. Mm-hmm. And it rumbles the most because just how the vibrations of the props are against yeah. the uh, the hall. Basically, you are the equivalent of the hotel room next to the ice machine. Pretty much. <laughs> and there is an You're actual ice, ice machine. <laughs> You're next to the ice machine and across the hall from the elevator. I know how this is. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, are we doing the feast soon, or should Christine and I find something to be up to? I think you and Christine should find something to be up to for the moment. Yeah, we already ate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I guess we could actually uh, yeah. just discover that we share a room at this point, since we've just been joking around about it. Yeah, that would probably be a thing to do, because we just got introduced earlier. Do you want to already be in the room, or do you want to just meet in the hall? I don't care what. Ooh, do the thing where you both simultaneously like reach for the door. You go, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was my room. I'm I'm sorry. This I was looking for my room. I guess uh, guess this isn't uh, 12A. No, it it is 12A. It says so right there. It, I just made a note in, in my notebook. Is I'm 12A as well. Um, I I guess we're bunk mates. That's kind of exciting, right? You're a very pleasant young lady. Oh, um, uh, th- thank you. Yeah, I guess I guess we are. Why is the door unlocked? <laughs> Wait here. She's she's gonna open it. You know she's she's got one arm kind of raised like she's ready to punch something, and she's crouched down so she's about four foot tall now. Um, m- m- Miss <laughs> Miss O'Brien. Shh. There might be somebody in there. A silver platter sits on the floor, and so she mm. she wings it open the last half, and she she jumps into the room already. And there's a silver platter and crumbs, and a gravy boat, and like, and the watch band. <laughs> And on top of all of that, I'm going to spend this smug point to. Uh, <laughs> Dang it, Leslie! You should have used your ability. This small little. <laughs> I'm not. I can't be the only one with it. Am I only other average yeah. humor? Humor. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I am. I'm pretty humorous. sure the other two are aristocrats. Yep. That's correct. Uh, oh, that's what average means. Yep. Yeah. Dear listeners, I'm the only one that hasn't looked at a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying by the seat of my pants and the character Ben made for me. No, you are flying in an air dirigible. An air dirigible? Is <laughs> you're that, only is that flying by the seat dirigible? of your pants if you're sitting down. <laughs> well, I'm sure if, it's a balloon. Sure a so you're spending dirigible. that evil dark smog point. You're a balloon. Your face is a balloon. <laughs> Sorry, you're spending a point. We're paying attention. Continue. <laughs> Standing just on the other side of the silver platter with the half used gravy boat is a small little uh, I'm almost going with like a French bulldog sized animal that has its snout in the uh, gravy boat just lapping at it as its two very long ears just sort of circle around in uh, the air above it just sort of lapping 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 this is the best intruder ever (laughs) Gabby almost knocks Emmeline down as she's going to approach the, the creature to try to pick it up. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. It might bite. Never interrupt an animal when it's eating. 
Uh, does this does this creature have a collar on? Yes, yes, it does. See, it's it's domesticated. It'll, it'll that be doesn't fine. mean it's nice. My neighbor has a poodle that's tried to eat me like four times. Hi there. And I'm gonna crouch down near it and stick my hand out towards it. <laughs> Emmeline's standing in the background with her hands ready, like karate chop, <laughs> just in case. All right, so it is going to attempt to jump up. Could I try to make a like a coordination check to catch it? Yes, yes, you can. Okay. The trick to it is that your difficulty is going to be too red and too setback. Okay. Uh, I am not training coordination, but I have an agility of four. So four green versus two red and two setback. That's a lot more And there are story points. I do want to point that out. Flip it. You know you want to catch it. We've already given him the power. Starve the beast. No points. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I like that. I like the GM having points, so that's... I'm gonna do it. (laughs) I... See, look, he just laughed maniacally. I, I, I know. After you I guys know. weren't here for the first half hour where we're waiting for everybody. He's just sitting there and all of a sudden, it's <laughs> like sitting in a room with the Grinch or something. It was very worrying. All right. So with my three green, one yellow pool, or two red and a two step back, <laughs> um, this, this creature leaps up and Gabby tries to grab it. And she was just like, this thing is just faster than her. Where it is just like bounding right past her shoulder. And um, with the one threat, our room is very cramped, as we described. You know, it's beside the engine. And she she's turning. She kind of stands up trying to catch it. And she slams her head against the, uh, like the, the small roof here. <laughs> yes, our room is that small, Ooh. given she's like five foot up. We've got an Eve. So. We're actually, we're, we've got one wall is, is the engine. And the other wall is like one of the angled molded corners of the ship <laughs> worst room ever mm-hmm. ow did it bite you yeah. did it bite you i, no, I don't no, know I, first I, aid I, I but hit, i, I know there's head. a kit that is totally worth a strain as it then sort of as you're standing up it sort of landed on your shoulder for a moment and then leaps off past elamine and into the hallway scurrying away Quick, catch it. Can I roll a perception to kind of figure out what kind of, like, does is it like a diamond-studded collar? Is it just like a cloth collar with a thing? Did I maybe catch, like, a monogram on the tag? Stuff like that? Oh, in that case, yeah, that would be in... I'm going to go with a... Oh, it's moving fast, so I'm going with a two purple, one setback. Two purple, one setback. And that is perception with a click-click here and a click there. Yeah, okay. Success and advantage. <laughs> I was ready for that thing, man. I had my eye on it. Mm-hmm. What have I learned? You're not entirely certain that the back of this thing is black, like what you initially thought. It could just be covered like it's back in coal dust. <laughs> its four legs are completely white, and it's got this sort of mottled bulldog-ish look of like black top of the head, white jowls. It has a very functional uh, chain collar that's loose around its neck as it just sort of jangles as it disappears towards the engine room. Okay, is it leaving tracks like, you know, something that's covered in coal dust might? Its feet look to be clean. As it lands, it sort of leaves this shadow imprint of coal dust and then continues on. But it isn't like each step is not coal. Okay. So there's little, like, chrysanthemums of pfft, 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 here and there. Yeah. Okay. And it ducks into the... Is there an air duct? That, that Like a vent that's fallen open? 
Yeah, there's a vent that it ducks into and then scurries off backwards towards where the in- you figure the engine room is on account of, well, that's where the loud noises Aww. come from. Were animals allowed on this trip? Uh, no. No, they were not. Well, that's not good. At the bare minimum, it means that somebody did not follow the rules, and at the worst, we could all be having some sort of tropical disease because somebody is smuggling an animal that is not supposed oh, to cross come on. country I don't, borders. I don't think it's that bad. It's pretty cute. You don't know. Are you sure it didn't scratch you? It didn't scratch me. I'm fine. It had a collar. Okay, well, we, we should... Should we catch it, or should we go tell somebody? Oh, we should catch it. You want to catch it. Okay. You think we should catch it? Don't you think we should tell somebody? Because it's it's not our animal. No, but we can find the owner. I still want to know why there's a tray in our room. Well, why was there an animal Oh, in by our the way, room? we haven't got to and the point where she boat. realizes have she doesn't have a ticket that, yet. To, to answer here, but we're not going to be able to unless we go find out. And the entire time Gabby's arguing, she's this barely restrained grin on her face. I assume we're actually also walking that direction already. Like you're walking and I'm following, just kind of like trying to explain why this is a bad idea. Except for like I'm I'm walking quickly and you're kind of walking slowly, and we're kind of doing that. You know, where the their conversation is stretching out over the course of a hallway. The the longer it goes on, because in in spite Mm -hmm. of um in spite of her station and uh, the way she's dressed, uh, you think that Gabby is showing some restraint and not just running like full blast towards the engine room because this is just something <laughs> so, something exciting basically what i'm hearing is gabby is the person that sees a cat from across the room and goes "Ooh, kitty yes. and runs <laughs> okay i mean i really Good can't say anything catching that dire stoke. <laughs> I, I, I do that with dogs and don't you want answers anyway i oh yes I do want Come answers. On, I'm coming. I'll make I'm sure coming. to lock the door this time. Okay, so she's gonna um she's gonna hide her file. Okay. And it, it, it there's she's got like a little briefcasey thing. Like I'm assuming I'm saying, if the GM would like to correct me, he's welcome to do so. That our luggage luggage was delivered to our room. Yeah. And all that I'm traveling with is like a crappy like waste bag duffel um that has my clothes in it and then a a locking briefcase. So I'm going to put the files in the locking briefcase and hide the briefcase. All right, that sounds good. It is at this point where you hear a whoop. Dinner is served on the promenade. Dinner is served on the promenade. That is all. Whoop. <laughs> I love uh, it. Mr. Percy, should we get more food? Well, you have tickets to go to the dinner now. How long did you have to say that we had until the ship? crashed oh right <laughs> do we have time for a quick tip or no. no that was a genuine question crumpet i wasn't being sardonic no not really sorry <sighs> mr percy Blast. oh well we had gravy that should <laughs> the memories of that gravy will sustain us for another week well, let's sure, just hope that there's left more, more gravy than grave about you wait you can't all right quit. table flip <laughs> Bye. All right, this has been Silhouette Zero. Uh, we're out. <laughs> I'm at Sil Zero Matt. That- <laughs> Leslie ruined See, uh, everything. M A T T. Go check us out at SilZeroPodcast.com. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You ruined everything, Leslie. <laughs> you had a good thing going. <laughs> okay, so we went to the uh, turbine, or at least we were heading toward the turbine. 
Are Leslie and Christine going to actually eat? No, we're following the stupid dire dust bunny. <laughs> do, do you know how many Cole fancy bunny. dinners right. Gabby's been in, been to in her life? A lot. Do you know how many weird coal bunny things she's she's dire chased stoat. after <laughs> and had an op- had an dire stoats don't have long ears. Engine room of an airship. <laughs> That's what makes it dire. <laughs> it's like a stoat, but it's got long ears. What dire straits meet our heroes in the engine room? Technological models or hidden beasts of ill repute? Find out next time on the Heroes of the Hydean Way. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. We're a mess, but it's fun. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H Night with a K. Then Matt? Oh, right. Uh, it's not. It's, it's weird going at before Chris. No, Chris, you go first. Well, if you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a comment on iTunes or wait a minute, this is the wrong show. Um, <laughs> well, you can still leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> I don't want to leave me your comments. I want my comments. Give me my comments. Um, yeah, if you have enjoyed this uh, particular episode and you want to hear more of me and Matt, you can check us out at Silhouette Zero. That's SilZeroPodcast.com. S I L Z E R O. And our Twitter handles are at SilZeroChris. And I'm at SilZeroMatt. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T. You don't spell the name. I could be a Matt with one T. We've been over this. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. (laughs) I'm sorry for all the Matts with one Ts. Sid said, dang it. And she's at LeslieGS. And we're all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. I'm a guest star. (laughs) Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. And you can drop us a sparkogram at heroes at theheideanway.com. A what? It's steampunk.